The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show will be my final show from Indianapolis, where I've been covering the NFL Scouting Combine this week. I'll be heading back to uh, to my home in upstate New York on Friday. So this will be uh, this will be my last show from here in Indianapolis. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the coverage that we've provided both here on the Valentine's News podcast and all of the uh, the stuff that we've been giving you on bigblueview.com as well. Hope that uh, that all of that has has been insightful, informative and enjoyable for you. I know I've enjoyed my time here in Indianapolis. Anyway, today's show is going to to focus on linebackers. Obviously, we know that the New York Giants have not selected a linebacker in the first round since Carl Banks in 1984. Had a chance today to to talk with several linebacker prospects, including one who could possibly be the selection for the Giants at number four, that being Isaiah Simmons of Clemson. Also spoke with Yetter Matos Gross, or excuse me, Yetter Gross Matos. I always, always get that one wrong. Linebacker from Penn State. Calevon Chason of LSU. Also spoke with Zach Bond, linebacker from Wisconsin. Let's uh, before we play the audio, you know, from from those guys. Let's let's talk a little bit about about some of them. Was really impressed listening to uh, to Isaiah Simmons speak. He was asked if he considers himself a linebacker, and interestingly, you know, he said, "My position is defense, not linebacker, not safety, not cornerback, not defensive end." He said, "My position is defense." considers himself a positionless player said that uh, that the NFL is a league that you know with guys like George Kittle with guys like Travis Kelsey with the the tight ends and the running backs being featured so much in the passing game that uh, 
players with, with skill sets like his are, are needed more and more on defense. You know, positionless guys that can run, that can go sideline to sideline, who can who can cover those kinds of players. So, you know, I was very impressed by him. He spoke a lot about uh, about guys that he emulates, guys who he studies. Interestingly, the guy that he mentioned first was not a linebacker. It was Teron Matthew of the, the Kansas City Chiefs. He said, because Matthew does so many things for the Chiefs and prior to that, you know, for the, the Arizona Cardinals. So... He's an interesting, interesting guy. Uh, don't know, to be honest with you, if the Giants will take him at four. And, you know, my gut instinct is that depending on how free agency goes, you know, if uh, if the draft were to be held today, I believe it would be an offensive tackle. I know we focused the other day on offensive tackles like Mekhi Becton and uh you know some of some of the other top offensive tackles in the class, Andrew Thomas of Georgia. You know, being another one who I had a chance to speak to this week. But uh, you know, we'll see how free agency goes. You know, I'm of the belief that if the Giants are able to sign a right tackle in free agency, and and the obvious target is Jack Conklin, I'm of the belief that that opens up the board a little bit for the Giants, and that perhaps it puts a player like Isaiah Simmons in play at number four. So, you know, we'll see how that all pans out, but uh, hopefully, you know, when we get to to the audio clips uh, from from Simmons in a little bit. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy those. As I said, also spoke to uh, Yetter Gross Matos of Penn State. And the fun part about speaking to him was the fact that he was coached at Penn State by Sean Spencer, known as Coach Chaos, who is now with the New York Giants as the defensive line coach. And we, we talked with, with Gross Matos about Coach Spencer very, very high praise for Coach Spencer. Said that he really earns the name Coach Chaos simply with the energy that he displays, with the motivation that, uh, with the the motivational tactics that he uses with players. Said that he would love to play for for Coach Spencer again. Credited him with a lot of his success at Penn State, and you know now that's a that's a pairing. Gross Matos is a guy who is generally looked at, at least at this point in time, as a guy who could go off the board late in the first round, might not be available to the Giants at 36. So it, it would seem unlikely that uh, that the Giants could pair those two again. But if Gross Matos is on the board at 36 and the Giants didn't take an edge player with their first overall pick, or didn't take a guy like Simmons you know, or, or weren't lucky enough to have someone like Chase Young fall to them at number four, which I think is highly, highly unlikely, you know, then Gross Matos would be a, a guy who would be a consideration in that spot. Another guy who would be a consideration in that spot is Zach Bond of Wisconsin. Had a chance to speak with him today, and and he spoke very, uh, very eloquently about the bond between Wisconsin players was asked specifically about uh, linebacker Ryan Conley, fifth-round pick from the Giants a year ago, and and spoke very, very uh, eloquently about Conley and about how much he would love to play with Conley again, 
be a really interesting pairing to see the Giants have two Wisconsin off-ball linebackers in Connolly and Bond, you know, playing for them next season. You know, Bond is a guy who spent most of his career at Wisconsin, you know, playing on the edge, was asked at the Senior Bowl to play more in an off-ball capacity, believes that he is a guy who could do both at the NFL level, who could be a lot of who could be used in a lot of different ways, a little bit like Simmons, although maybe not as a safety, maybe not as a cornerback, but could be used, you know, both off the edge and in an off ball capacity, you know, rushing the passer, you know, doing some some uh, some coverage. So interesting guy. He's also one who's quite often mocked to the Giants in the second round when you look at mock drafts that do multiple rounds. So he's a name to remember. Spoke also with Calevon Chason of LSU and. He would seem unlikely to become a giant because he's not really in the conversation, you know, for uh, for the top ten, and he's probably going to be off the board long before the Giants get a a chance to pick at thirty six. But you never know what might happen if the Giants drop down. and And the interesting thing that Chason said was that he feels like everything that he's done so far at LSU, everything he did in college was largely based off of raw talent. He feels like he will benefit greatly from NFL coaching. He said that if you graded where he is on the development curve on a on a, a 0 to 10 scale, he said he feels like he's only at a 3 and yet he had a terrific you know, college career at LSU. He feels like there's a ton of growth left in his game. Feels like there's, uh, you know, there, that his skill set, you know, as we talked about with some of the other guys, is one where he can be used in a, in a variety of ways, you know, coming off the edge. And he's a little bigger than some of these other guys. I think he weighed in this week at the Combine at 254 pounds. So another interesting guy, one to to maybe keep in mind if the Giants execute you know a trade down or if they're able to uh, to execute a trade where they pick up another first round draft pick. I don't know that that's a likely scenario. I don't know that the Giants can package that fourth overall pick and actually get a second first round pick out of it. But Chason would be a player to uh, to think about. Um, you know, with a with a pick somewhere after ten, somewhere between ten and twenty in the draft, possibly at this point. So you know, just another interesting player to uh, to think about. Before we uh, before we get to the audio clips, uh, you know, from some of these young men that that I know you guys all want to hear, I just wanted to briefly talk for a second about these Tom Brady to the Giants rumors that that keep you know, floating around the internet. I just want, I just want to say about that, that I find them completely ridiculous. I I find them, I find that whole, the whole concept of Tom Brady, you know, to the Giants at this point to be stupid, to be honest with you. That's, that's really the only way that I can put it. I don't believe the rumors. I don't buy the rumors. I think it all comes from all of this stuff that, that the Giants created by, by Coach Joe Judge not using Daniel Jones' name, by not being willing to, 
you know, to commit and say Jones is our starting quarterback. Um, you know, and the fact that Judge obviously came from the New England Patriots. So obviously you, you see where when you put two and two together that, that someone could uh, could come out and, and create that rumor. Now look, as I said, I think it's stupid. I would think it would be stupid for the Giants to sign Tom Brady to begin with. You have Daniel Jones. You're not going to rebuild the Giants. You're not going to to build this team around a 43-year-old quarterback. You have what Joe Judge admitted the other day was a very, very young roster. It's the same situation that it was in, that it was with Eli Manning a year ago. It made no sense once the Giants began to lose games. It simply, as much as I loved Eli Manning, it made no sense for the 38-year-old Manning to be playing. It makes absolutely no sense for the New York Giants to sign Tom Brady at the age of 43 with a young roster that's not ready to win a Super Bowl, that's not ready to make that kind of, of championship run, because it's not going to help Daniel Jones. I'm not buying this. Daniel Jones needs to sit you know, behind a veteran quarterback stuff that, that some people are, are trying to, to peddle as, as a reason for signing a Tom Brady. Daniel Jones played some really good football for a rookie in the NFL a year ago, a guy that didn't have the best offensive line in front of him. There's absolutely no reason at this point for the Giants to do something like you know, sign a Tom Brady or sign anyone else for, for that matter, you know, to play in front of Daniel Jones. So the the, the idea of, of Tom Brady, I just find that whole thing, I, I, I find it stupid, I find it silly, I find it to be nonsense, and yet it's typical NFL offseason pre-agency, you know, sort of rumor mill fodder, it'll, it'll, create page views it'll sell newspapers it'll get it'll get clicks on podcasts like this one so somebody's out there peddling it and and i i think it's nonsense so you know it it if it actually were to happen i would think it would be stupid as i said and uh you know and, and i just don't see any reason for for the new york giants to do something like that i think it would really be the wrong way for the Joe Judge era in New York to begin, and, and I, I would think that that it, it simply, I, I just, I would be flabbergasted if something like that were to happen. All right, now that I've, uh, now that I've, I've gotten that off my chest, let's take a short break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, you'll hear the audio from the various players that I was able to speak with at the Combine on Thursday. In between each of those, you'll hear Joe DeLeon, who co-hosts the Chris and Joe show. You will hear Joe as he transitions you know, from one player to the other. Joe helped me out by cutting some of that audio for me. You know, kudos to Joe for you know for for doing that for me, and he'll he'll break those up so that you know exactly which player you're listening to. Hope you hope you enjoy those Giants fans. 
Up first from day three of the NFL Combine, we're going to hear from a reoccurring pick in most mock drafts for the New York Giants, and that's Clemson's Isaiah Simmons. Now, he's listed as a linebacker, but he's still the most versatile prospect in this year's draft class, taking snaps at corner, safety, and linebacker, as well as a pass rusher. Simmons is going to talk a little bit about who he is as a player and his positional versatility, as well as how his family has shaped his personality. I think it's really beneficial for me because um, I know like years ago it wasn't good to be a, a positionless guy, but now it's it's became a benefit for me just for all the versatility that I'll be able to do, um, play linebacker, play safety, whatever it is. I feel like it just helps me out. Uh, I would do everything I did in college, which is kind of like a Swiss Army knife, move me around because then I'm really able to show what I can really do because I would say I'm really tied down to one position. Um, so Coach Venables, he really used me in a – in a really special way that uh, most people aren't able to be used. And a favorite role? Um, I mean, I like getting interceptions as much as I like getting sacked, so I don't really think I have a favorite. Absolutely. Um, like I said, mentally, I feel like there isn't anything I can't do. I played every position except for a nose or three technique, so uh, when it comes down to it, I'm going to try my best ability to do anything I can. Yeah, so coming out of high school, a lot of people, they – they wanted me to come in at receiver, some athlete, and some just like defense or safety. But um, I just knew I had an opportunity at Clemson, and that, that's one of the main reasons I picked it. It's just for the opportunity that was presented. Never promised nothing there, and um, I knew the coaches were gonna make me the best that I possibly could be. And I feel like going there really helped me flourish. Yeah. So the hardest part about it is the mental aspect, just having to know what everybody has to do. Um, that was the most complicated thing I had to deal with. But um, I learned everything very fast, and I feel like that's what really benefited me and helped me play at a high level. How did you do that, though? How do you learn every position so well that you don't have to think about what you're doing every So at Clemson, our back seven, we all meet in the same room. So I'm able to hear everything all that one time, opposed to having to go from room to room to room. My family days out. Me and my brother, just growing up, we've always been like the star players on the team and everything, just being blessed with our natural abilities. But uh, my mom, she like, sports was always second. So everything that she taught us had to come first, chores, everything we had to do. Um, if it was behavioral issues, like we weren't playing in the game, we weren't going to practice, um, all that stuff came first, which all of that stuff, it helped me to become humble. And um, I always wear these hoodies, shirts that say humble over hype. And um, there's a friend of mine, she started the brand. And um, it's something that I truly believe that humble over hype is like a, it was a serious thing that people should really live by. So um, if I had to put it into a saying, then there's no better way to put it than that. Um, so like personally, I, I like model my game after a couple people. Like if I have to go look at film with somebody to get something, it would be like Von Miller just for pass rush, Jalen Ramsey for man techniques, and um, Tyra Matthew just because he plays around everywhere as well. So I take bits and pieces from all of them to kind of throw into my game. Penn State's Jeter Gross Matos is a prospect with very high upside at the edge position, and he has a very unique connection to the New York Giants coaching staff. His former position coach, Sean Spencer, is now the defensive line coach for the Giants, and he talked a little bit about who his coach is, what it's like playing for him, and the possibility of getting to play for him in the future. Can you tell us a little bit about playing for Coach Spencer? Yes, sir. Uh, coach, playing for Coach Spencer, 
um, since I was since I was recruited, is everything I, I thought it would be. Um, the man has been instrumental in my life. I consider him to be part of my family. So uh, I got a deep bond with Coach Spencer. I always have so much love for Coach Spencer, um, and I, I thank him for my three years at Penn State. So. Would you like to wind up playing man, for him? Franklin. Would you like to wind up playing for him again? With I mean, I, I I wouldn't mind playing for him again. <laughs> I definitely I definitely wouldn't mind that. So. What is the chaos like? The chaos? I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, the dude is everywhere, um, and just he just brings the intensity, um, and, he, and he's a great motivator. He motivates guys. You want to you want to give your all. You want to do your best for that guy. Um, he's someone who really brings the best out of people. Did you get a chance to sit down with them for a formal yet? The New York Giants? Yeah. I have not. If you do end up having that, what would that be like, being in the room with him? Uh, I mean, I, it'd, be, it'd be great to see him again. Um, and get a chance to speak with him and, and uh, introduce myself to the, to the rest of the coaching staff there. So, uh, I mean, I, I definitely would look forward to it. Wisconsin's known for producing very talented linebacker prospects, and this year Zach Bond has the potential to be that next guy. Bond tells us a little bit about his positional versatility as well as being the next in line to come from Wisconsin. Yeah, I think that's a part of my game that um, teams are really impressed with my ability to be so versatile and um, kind of do a lot of lot of different things very well. Um, with that being said, I played off the ball at the Senior Bowl and got to showcase my ability to do that. I feel completely comfortable and um, just willing to do whatever it takes. You talked to Schober at all? Have you watched Schober? Because he's obviously excelled in that similar position. Yeah, he said the best thing for him was just diving into his playbook um, and, and learning it and as much as you can from the older guys. and. Um, we from Wisconsin um, are, are, are smart enough and intelligent enough to make that sh- any transition it may be. And I think that's why guys get a, a leg up being from Wisconsin is that we run such an intricate, intricate scheme and um, just having that advantage going into the, the next level, whether you're playing the same position you are or tra- making a transition, it's, it's pretty flawless. Utah's Bradley and I is an interesting day two option for the Giants if they choose to wait until then to address their pass rusher position. Anai spoke to us about his positions as well as an interesting hobby that he has. Uh, not really. The deepest I'll go is like a four-eye, so that's like the inside shoulder of the tackle. That's the deepest I'll go. Um, uh, I'm not, not a guy that'll go into a three-tackle or two-eye. There's bigger guys for that. Just about uh, a bunch of wild animals. <laughs> Me and my sisters, uh, um, that's what my, my mom would say all the time. But uh, props to my mom who had to deal with all of us. Um, we're a pretty wild bunch, but uh, we're competitive. And uh, uh, my, my mom's like the hardest worker I know, so we all look up to her. And uh, I think that's where a lot of uh, me and my three sisters got uh, just that work ethic from. Uh, yeah, I love to cliff jump just like as a hobby. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think you have to be a little bit uh, athletic to be a good cliff jumper. I mean, um, no, I could do a double backflip off a 40-foot cliff, and uh, you have to be somewhat athletic to do that. All right, our thanks to uh, to Joe DeLeon for cutting up all that audio for us. Thanks to you guys for uh, for listening to to our podcast here. As always, reminder that Thursday evening is the first night of on-field workouts at the combine, and obviously you'll obviously you'll be able to watch those on NFL Network each 
each day as the uh, as the workouts are held. The Chris and Joe show will be giving you a reaction to what we see from the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends on Thursday night. They'll be reacting to, to what we see with a show that should air on Friday morning. So look forward to that. And, uh, you know, hopefully if you if you get a chance, if you haven't listened to some of the, the shows that we've done this week from Indianapolis, also please circle back and do that. So uh, thank you, Giants fans, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.